Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Inner Monologue, with me, Olivia Neal. Today we are talking about results day and my experience with my A-level results and GCSE results because obviously it is mid-August, I feel like end of August, mid-August is always just giving results energy. I will be discussing my results day, how I had a breakdown because my ex-boyfriend wouldn't kiss me and I was crying too much to even go pick up my results that my dad had to go pick them up for me. I'm going to talk about sneaking a boy into my house the night of results day into my family's house and I'm going to be discussing how I think I might just literally drop everything and move to New York and be an au pair for a really rich family. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money. Up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. So, how have we all been? I'm trying to think, like, obviously, I like giving a bit of an update at the start of each podcast, what I've been up to each day. Don't know if anyone actually cares, but sometimes quite eventful things happen to me, and I like telling you. Um, but yeah, this week I haven't done anything. I genuinely still, like, feel anxious for my Ibiza, and because of it, I feel like I've been, like, laying very low and haven't been... I, I don't want anything eventful to happen to me because I'm just, like, not good at, like, dealing with things at the minute. I mean, as I said, oh my God, I've been, like, keeping you updated on this, like, weird health thing that's been happening to me where I, like, have no energy and I'm sleeping all day for, like, I told you guys, like, 14 hours. It's crazy. The other day, I woke up at 5 p.m., who does that? Who wakes up at 5pm? I was not out the night before. I hadn't been out in like four days. I literally, like, I went to bed at 10pm and woke up at 5pm. Is that not scary? I mean, I didn't go to sleep at 10pm. I do sit and, like, stare at the ceiling for about six hours. But, like, still, 5pm, it was just too much. I was like, this is, like, this is really not normal. And I told you guys I was going to get my blood done. And I did go get my blood done. And I was, like, just, like, so looking forward to the results. Because, basically, my boyfriend's dad is, like, a doctor. Or, no, he's, like, a surgeon. I think yeah surgeon um and he like did the bloods for me like he like really helped me or like got because I, I I don't like I just feel like going to the doctors and going to the hospital and getting your bloods done is such like a parent's thing to organize like I wouldn't really know how to organize it and like I don't think I would have ever gone and got my bloods done and like tried to find like the cause of my tiredness if it was if I, if I didn't have my boyfriend's dad so it was, it was really really grateful that he got me like sorted out but also like I described my symptoms to him and he was like, you like a hundred percent are anemic. Like you definitely have low iron, everything. Because like my hair is falling out. Like I'm just constantly tired. Don't want to do anything. My nails have gone like purple. Like it, it was just giving, it was giving anemia. Uh, so he took my blood. My iron is perfectly fine. I fucking knew it as well. I've always got my blood done because I'm a fucking hypochondriac. But, like, this time I genuinely... I'm, like, I genuinely have no energy. I don't know why. But, like, I'm not being dramatic this time. But, like, other times in my life I have got my blood done for, like, quite a few times. And every single time my iron's been so fine. It's kind of, like, a mystery to me. Because... I don't, I don't feel like I eat a lot of iron. I mean, I eat spinach sometimes, like probably like three times a week. But apart from that, I'm not taking iron supplements because it constipates me. I'm not eating meat. Like, what? The, where the fuck do I get my iron from? Like, for the past five years, where has it come from? But uh, my, my blood is completely fine. 
And I was like so disappointed, which is fucked. Like I don't like I should have been like, oh my god, thank god I don't have anemia. But like I was like disappointed because I was like, well then why what what is this? It must genuinely be a mental thing. He checked my thyroid like as well, like from the same bloods because obviously I came off the pill and I thought maybe like my hormones were all out of whack. Maybe my thyroid was underperforming. I was just like literally trying to think of any reason that like I, I feel this way. And hormones are perfectly fine, all good. Like there is nothing wrong with me which makes me think it's a mental thing I remember my mum on the way here because I'm, I'm in the Spotify studios today and I remember my mum told her and I was like I genuinely feel like it could be like a mental thing like not wanting to do anything like wanting to sleep all day like, I literally if if I could I would just sleep through the days like, I would skip days I don't I don't want to be like awake in the day which is just so weird and sad because it's not like I'm just not excited about things and I'm, I don't know why I remember I was like do you want to go see a therapist and I was like no I've got my podcast. <laughs> I don't need a therapist. But maybe I do, honestly, because I can't carry on, like, feeling this way. I just feel, like, so out of whack. I don't, but then, like, whenever I go out with my friends, I'm so happy and, like, so excited for life. And then the second I get back home again, I'm like... <laughs> anyway, apart from that, I uh, had quite a nice week. Um, did a lot of sleeping. What is he, Rex Orange County? Which was the chillest concert I've ever been to. I got the tickets literally months ago. I got, like, a little notification like I never really buy concert tickets I don't love the whole concert culture of in this day and age do you know what I mean like trying to get tickets on Ticketmaster but there's like 12,000 like basically I'm talking about Harry Styles like you know when you're like trying to get a ticket for him and like there's like 12,000 people on Ticketmaster at the exact same time as you probably more than that actually the website crashes it's a whole ordeal if you want to get tickets you have to buy them from resale it's so expensive you can't get anywhere near the front because people for some reason like queue for two days I do not like that that whole thing of queuing for two days I feel like back in the day not in my time I'm talking about like the 90s I feel like that was not a thing like people just went like two hours before the concert maybe like that was extreme and I I way prefer that concert culture I actually saw a few TikToks about it this week like how like the whole like camping outside a venue for a concert is just kind of weird like it's not as if it's like you like first come first serve like everyone has their tickets um so I don't know I'm not a big concert goer and I never really buy tickets because I find it really stressful but I like randomly got an email from Spotify like months ago it was because I'm like subscribed to their newsletter or something I don't even know what it is um and I got an email being like do you want to buy like Rex Orange County tickets they're going on sale in five minutes and I was like okay why not? <laughs> it was like the first time I bought concert tickets in so long. And they were only like 40 quid, I swear. It was really good. And I completely forgot about them. But you know when you like buy a ticket on Ticketmaster, it adds it directly to your calendar on your phone. And I got the little reminder that I had Rex Orange County in the next like two days. And I was like, oh, completely forgot. And I bought two tickets. So I brought my friend along. And it was just so chill. I think because recently the only like concerty things I've been to have been festivals. Like I went to Park Live and Glastonbury. And park life was fucking chaos. Like, people elbowing. Like, it was like sardines moving. Do you know, like, I just did not like it. It was so intense. Glastonbury w- was really, really good. And, and it was it was very chill. But also, at the same time, there was 200, like, thousand people there. So, it was also chaos. Like, standing in the crowd, you were, like, basically inside the person to your left and right. It was very crowded. So, I didn't really know what to expect walking up to this concert. It was, like, in a park. So, I was like, okay, is this going to be another festival? vibe and I literally arrived as he started playing his first song like the guitar strummed or whatever and I I walked in and it was I don't know it was perfect timing impeccable timing but you would think because of that like I couldn't get anywhere near the front but like I actually could like I could really see him and there was like three meters between me and the person to my left and right and forward like everyone was just spaced out like no one was trying to like barge into each other and it was just such good vibes 
everyone was there like in couples which I thought was really really cute but then I did think to myself like these couples like the boyfriend would have the girlfriend on his like shoulders and then they would be like slow dancing to his slow sad songs and it was cute but I was like is this an ick I think it might be like he has like quite a rocky song television so far so good it's like my favorite Rex Orange County song you should go listen to it it's quite not rocky but it's got like a bit of a like a dancey bit and like the boyfriends are dancing with the girls like they were both like with their fists in the air jumping up and down and I was like I think that would be an ick if I went to a concert with my boyfriend and he started like fisting the air I think it would be an ick for me but I thought it was really cute nonetheless and it was a great time and yeah, that's really all I've been up to. I actually did film a music video for my friend, which was pretty cool. Keep an eye out for me, my music video whore and all. Anyway, yes, yeah, so I thought today, it's mid-August, which means results is coming up. A-level results. Now, I am 20. Took me a second to get there, but I am 20. I'm turning 21 next month. How crazy. It makes me feel sick. But I am going to go to America and drink loads of alcohol when I turn 21. But yes, I am 20, so I'm not getting my results. But I, you know what? It was only two years ago, okay? I'm still quite young and hip and down with the, the young youngsters. Stop. Why am I making myself sound like 40? But I thought it would be a good time to talk about results today because I'm sure there's a lot of anticipation in the building today, in the Spotify building that I'm in. Oh my god, also, on the way here, I was driving here, and I'm a bit hungover, okay? I did go out last night, which is kind of crazy for me to, like, I've done things. Like, I woke up this morning, I made a smoothie, I drove to the Spotify building, I'm here in the studio recording this podcast. That's a lot for me, hungover. You know, I'm, like, hungover, like, I'm usually lying in bed all day, ordering at least four deliveries to my bed, eating them all in bed, like, getting all crummy, making my room smell like a burrito, like, that is usually me. But I'm up, I showered, I washed my hair, I'm... I'm high on life um but I was driving here and I got in a fucking fight with a cyclist now I do not like cyclists I think it's a greener way of commuting okay I understand that I understand not everyone can afford petrol in this climate in this day and age because petrol prices have gone through the roof I understand that and yeah okay it's also like faster to cycle places in London than it is to drive because of the traffic but it's so dangerous cycling. I like I. I swear to you, I will never let my child ride a bike in London. I feel like I probably will raise my children in London, maybe or like maybe like just outside. No, I feel like I will raise them in London. I actually love London. I don't think I'll ever leave. But I also hate children that were raised in London. I have a lot of friends actually who are raised in London and they're really nice. Like people that were, grew up in London are like different people. They are actually. I just feel like they're different people than like a northern person. Well, yeah, obviously everyone who's northern people are way more sound. But anyway, not let's not get into it. Um. I will never let my child ride a bike in London because, like, they are crazy. The cyclists in London, they just weave in between cars. And how the fuck was I supposed to see that? Basically, I nearly, like, bumped into a cyclist. I didn't bump into him, obviously. If I bumped into him, I probably wouldn't be here today chatting. I'd probably, like, be rested. But, like, he literally, like, he, well, I was changing lane and he was on the right. Like, not, not that anyone cares, but he was in the wrong but he starts screaming at me and obviously I'm I'm fucking terrified I'm, I'm a little girl I don't know what I'm doing like I've only been driving two years please give me some slap anyway he was screaming at me being like look in your windows and I was like why are you fucking riding a bike in London you're gonna get if he gets bumped or knocked off when he's like cycling at his max speed he could die I do not like I remember whenever I first got my driver's license I had been driving for a week like a week I was still very nervous and I was driving along I drove past the scene of a person that had been bumped off his bicycle. I don't know what ever happened to him. I never looked it up on the internet, but the man was lying there and I was like, oh my God, I will never, ever, ever cycle on a fucking road. 
You will not catch me cycling on a road where cars are driving. I think it's stupid and dangerous. And also another thing that happened to me this week, I was crossing the road and there was someone on an electric scooter and I cro- I cleared the road way before he came. Like he was using his electric scooter on the road and he started screaming, get off the road. And I was like, wait, why? first of all, why is everyone screaming at me this week? And also, why the fuck are you on an electric scooter? And it was like one he'd bought himself as well. I'm sorry, that is the ick. If you have bought yourself an electric scooter, I, you know, I sometimes love using a wee, what's it called? Like a, a lime scooter. They're fun. But like he had bought himself an electric scooter and was, had a helmet on and was on the electric scooter screaming at a little girl crossing the road. Like, come on, get off your electric scooter. Let's, let's be real here. This isn't you. Anyway, that's all I've done this week. <laughs> Slept and been shouted at by men on vehicles or not even motored vehicles well i guess what you could call it an electric scooter a motored vehicle you could call it a, a virgin mobile <laughs> yeah electric scooters so much one time oh my god i had this boyfriend i haven't had many boyfriends so you're probably gonna be able to figure out who it was but um he like kind of like got followers because of me and he got gifted an electric scooter and i was like this this is this is terrible this is the worst thing that could possibly ever happen my boyfriend, who has, for some reason, because of me, been gifted an electric scooter. Like, this is... What have I done? What have I created? <laughs> so bad. Anyway, I don't know how we got onto that topic, but I wanted to chat about results day. Because, yes, it is coming up. My results day was a weird one because... It was obviously COVID. I didn't actually even do my A-levels. I think we're back to doing a No, we are back to doing A-levels now. There's no COVID. Any- well, no, there is COVID, but it's not a pandemic anymore. Basically, like, I stopped school in March because of COVID. And then, like, after a couple of months of lockdown, I decided to move to London. But I moved to London, like, before my, like, my level results even came out. I also didn't really, like, my case is kind of unique. I know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't need A-levels for what they're doing, but... Obviously, I cared and it mattered to me what I got on my A-levels, but it wasn't like I was trying to get into uni or anything with like the grades or that it was really going to... I mean, you never know. I might go to uni in later life and it could affect me then. Um, But I, I wasn't stressing over it as much as people who were going to uni where I would like all my friends are going to uni. I feel like you can get like unconditionals and stuff and I'm sure a few of them had unconditionals, but I wasn't really stressing. So I, I feel like I'm not the best person to give advice on stressing. The one thing I can say is, like, getting bad grades... Well, obviously, stay in school, get good grades. But getting bad grades is not the end of the world at all. Like, I know so many people who fucked their A-levels and then they went and, like, repeated it the next year, which is honestly a good thing because sometimes I think... Like, they went to, like... Is it called tech everywhere? We have, like, this thing called tech in Belfast where you can basically go and, like, reset your A-levels in one year. And I think it's honestly a good thing because I always think, like going like moving country well a lot of people from northern Ireland move country they move to england whenever they go to uni but moving country moving city like moving somewhere you don't know like moving out of your family home 18 is a lot like sometimes i'm like i don't understand how people do it like people who moved like i obviously moved out at 18 but i was like I was fucking chilling. I was like going partying. I was kind of living my fresher lifestyle without the responsibility of having to go to uni. Moving out, going to uni is like way more like responsibility. I, th- I like I really admire people who moved out at 18. I know it's quite a common thing, but I really admire people who moved out at 18, did the whole like party thing and also were responsible enough to go to uni. I think it's really impressive. Um, but I also think getting bad grades and having to repeat it and going to uni at 19, if, this, if that's what you want to do, if you want to go to uni and going at 19 is not the end of the world whatsoever. It's honestly probably a good thing. Like, I feel like you're so much more mature at 19. Like, 18, it's actually crazy to me that, like, loads of people move out at 18. It's, like, I feel like we don't really deep it because it's such a norm in today's society. 
Anyway, yeah, so I, whenever I was getting my results, I lived in London, but I came back to Belfast for it. And I remember I moved to London a cu- three weeks before or something, and I'd broken up with my boyfriend to, like, well, as I moved to London. Like, we decided that when I moved, like, that was us done. But I, but I really missed him while I was in London, and I, like, wanted to get back together with him. And for some reason, I think I was a bit delusional. I thought that we were going to get back together when I came back. So anyway, he came and saw me like the day I got back to get my results, and he, I was like, tried, I think I tried to kiss him or something. Oh my god, this was this is terrible. This was really bad rejection. But yeah, I tried to kiss him, and he was like, mm, Olivia, no. And I was like, Oh, I'm literally like, I never want to see the light of day again. This is humiliating, and I had a fucking breakdown. Bear in mind, this is the night before my results. He was basically just like, Olivia, what are you doing? Like, why would we kiss? Like, what? you're just like, I don't want to lead you on. I don't want to be with you. And I was like, what the fuck? How do you not want to be with me? I was like, <laughs> I think I was so delusional that I thought we were going to get back together. So whenever he said he didn't want to get with me, like, or didn't want to be with me, I was like, this is fucked up. And I'm, I'm like, brain couldn't process it. I feel like a lot of, like, my relationships and stuff have ended on my like my accord my terms like I'm the one that's done it so I think twice in, like in my in my love life boys have ended with me and it, it I, I really do not deal with it well at all anyway this was the night before my results and I was having this breakdown woke up in the morning literally looked like I'd been stung by wasps in both eyes was still crying like my parents were like, Olivia, like it's it's nine o'clock you need to be at school right now to get your results like we need to go and I was like I can't go. And I refuse to go. Can you imagine? Because of a fucking boy. Shut up, I hate myself. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't even go pick up my results because I was, like, crying that much over a boy. I, I think the only reason I, like, I didn't really care to go pick them up as well is because I wasn't going to uni. So my parents very luckily went and got and picked them up for me. Oh, my God, that is actually crazy when I think back to that. Just because a boy didn't want to fucking be with me, I wouldn't pick up my results. Grow up, Olivia. I have grown up since then. It was two years ago, okay? But, yeah, I got, like, three Bs. In fact, I didn't even. I got a BBC, and then I had to appeal because I was like, why the fuck have you given me a C in drama? Like, what do you think of me? Like, in all my continual assessment stuff, I was getting A's. Like, it was just so weird. But, anyway, I appealed it, and I got three Bs, which is, like, really average. And I feel like I probably could have done better because I'm very much a, like, exam person. Like, you know how, like, different people, like, are good at different things? Like, some people are good at, like, continual assessment, and, like, they hate exams, and they don't do well under pressure. Well, I do well under pressure, usually. Like, I'm really good at cramming. That's, like, my favorite, like, it's my favorite way of getting things done is procrastinating and then cramming. And it usually works for me. It didn't work for my AS physics. I did get a D. But I also didn't understand physics at that point. But I just, I don't know. I really thought I would have done quite well in my A-levels if I was able to sit them. But I wasn't. And you know what? At the end of the day, it hasn't really affected me that much. And I could have repeated them if I wanted to. But it just didn't really fit with, like, the job. I mean, I was fucking being a YouTuber. Like, why would I resit my A-levels? Could come back to bite me in the bum, though. But no, 3Bs is really good, I think. But anyway, um... I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of expectations when it comes to results and like pressure. Obviously, it's pressure. It's like you've literally been in school for 14 years and it's all led up to this one moment. I don't know. It's like it's crazy that pressure that they put on kids. School was so weird when I think about it. I also feel like so bad for people because some people are so smart, but they're not good at exams. And then that one moment, like their whole like fourteen year like school fourteen year school career, can just be fucked because they're not good at exams and they don't do well under pressure. <sighs> fucked up when you think about it. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I don't really have like that much of an A level like results 
story because I wasn't fucking there. How bad? Just sitting at home crying. Um, but I, I think I'd, I picked up my GCSE results because like a lot of people don't even do A levels, but I did pick up my GCSE results. Um, for those GCSEers out there, and honestly, like. I was in utter shock the entire time. I like obviously this isn't the case for everyone, so that I just this just feels like gloating, but I will gloat about it to the day I die. I like revised night before for every single GCSE. I did not make one note. I just read the textbook and I got five A stars and five A's. I went into that results day like literally thinking I was like I fucked it but it doesn't really matter because I can just resit them. Um, and I just surprised myself so much. I mean, you never know. You might be really pleasantly surprised whenever you go pick up your results. That is like the best case scenario, like surprising yourself. But yeah, that's my results experience. One time I wasn't there because I was crying. The other time I was very surprised with myself, pleasantly surprised with myself. I remember on my A-level results day, the day I had like that breakdown, I had to film a YouTube video because it was like an ad it was a sponsored youtube video and i needed to film it that day and i remember texting my manager at the time being like listen i, I can't do this like i can't breathe right now i'm crying so much i don't know how to film a youtube video and she's like uh, okay well you have to and i was like right fuck okay i'm just gonna have to like i'm just gonna have to bite the bullet here i'm just gonna have to do it and i filmed a get ready with me for a night out and all my friends also i started filming this at like 9 p.m no, like 10 p.m. And in Belfast, you go out quite early. Like the clubs and stuff close at like 2 a.m. So you have to be out by 10 if you want to have like a long night. And all my friends were texting me being like, Olivia, like, where are you? Like, it's results night. This is our like last night together. We're all out. Where are you? And all. And I was just like trying to like put off filming this video. But anyway, eventually I, I, I basically told everyone like I wasn't coming out that night. How, oh, I can't believe I let a boy ruin my results in fact it wasn't even a boy the poor boy didn't do anything he just like confirmed our breakup and for some reason I am in my head I thought we were still going out but yeah I told them I wasn't going out and then I filmed this video it was a get ready with me so at that point I was ready and it was like 11 and like all my friends were out at this point they were all drunk and I was I could have just taken my makeup off and gone to bed which I initially said I was going to do but you know I was like you know what I'm in my revenge era I'm going out I'm going to a party I went to a party I got with a boy (laughs) this has relevance because I brought the boy home which is so fucking crazy because I live with, well, at, at the time, like, it was my family home. I brought a boy back to my family home and he slept over. And it, I don't know, like, I literally, like, broke up with my boyfriend. Like, well, obviously, I didn't break up with him the night before because he just confirmed the breakup to me. Like, we broke up, like, um, like three weeks prior. But anyway, I had a boy to sleep over. And I, I think I was just really, really drunk whenever I brought him back because obviously, like, I would never bring a boy back to my family house. Like, I've never done that before. Have I? No, I, I've genuinely never done that before because my family house is just awkward. And I think, yeah, I think I was just really drunk. And then I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh my God, shit. I have a boy slept over, like, in my family home. My mom's probably going to come check on me any second now. I don't know what to do. I should have just kicked him out. I should have just been like, okay, you need to leave. You need to go home. But I think I was probably still a bit drunk. And I I couldn't deal with the situation properly. So I was like, okay, I have a plan. We need to go downstairs. So I brought this boy downstairs and we sat on my living room sofa, put something on the TV, and we just sat there. And this is at like 7am, bear in mind, on a like, like after my results night. And my mum obviously comes down because she wakes up so early every morning. She comes down and she was like, oh, hello. And I was like, hi, yeah, this is my friend. Uh, he had to sleep on the sofa. And my mum was like, what? 
I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, I think back to that and I was like, why did I think that was slick? Like, am I okay? Why did I think that that plan was better than kicking the boy out immediately? I just thought it'd be better if I, like, I made it look like we've been watching TV all night. But anyway, we never talked about it again. <laughs> Weird vibes from me. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think results, like, I know that, you, like, I can say this and you're still going to be so fucking anxious about it because, like, there's only so much I can say because I didn't even fucking go to uni, so my advice is kind of irrelevant. However, it's really not the end of the world, whatever you get. Like, I think, honestly, it's a good thing to repeat. Take a year to yourself, like, get a part-time job and repeat if you don't do well. Like, don't put that much pressure on yourself. Like, not everyone, you can be so, so, so intelligent and so smart, but just not good at exams. So, like, you can't let an exam result define you or your future. But I don't really have much, like, other advice to give you. So I asked you guys on Instagram, like I always do every week, um, like, your advice, your worries, your woes. And I've gone through some of them. And I got one saying, I don't know what to do after results day. I have no future plans, uni or anything. I think that's so normal. Like, who knows what they want to do in the future? I mean, that's such a lie. There are some people in my school <laughs> who were like, you know, like the Oxbridge people, like the ones who were going to Oxford or Cambridge. Like my school was like obsessed with those people. We had like, they had like six months of training for their Oxbridge interviews. And I was sat there like making YouTube videos, like t- chatting to my phone in my bedroom, like like telling them I'm not going to uni, like going out on school nights. And then, then there was people doing like practice for their Oxbridge interviews, like, two years before we even left school. And I was like, right, these people are, are crazy. And like, you know, when they like do all the like internships every summer, <laughs> you know what? It's so good for them. They are going to be sorted in life because they have like put this much effort into their career from such a young age. And they're all girl bosses and boy bosses and good for them. But I was just not one of those people. But I feel like they have their future sorted out. Like they know exactly what they're going to be doing in five years time, in 10 years time. I don't know. I just feel like they have it sorted out, but I I did not. I do not. I don't think I ever will know what I want to do in the future. Sometimes I'm like, I kind of still want to be a pilot. Like, I'm not writing that off the books. Sometimes I'm like, I kind of want to be a TV presenter or an actress. Sometimes I think I used to be an actress because I did drama at level. <laughs> Joking. You need to go to like drama school to be an actress. I also don't want to be an actress, but do you know what I mean? Like, I just like I change my mind every single day about what I want to do in the future. So like, I really wouldn't stress about not knowing what to do when you're 18. Like results say you are 18 when you get your results. Like, who knows what they want to do then? I did not. I didn't think I'd be here in Spotify studios chatting away to you whenever I was 18. Absolutely not. Well, I did see one thing on TikTok the other day, and th- this person also said like they don't kn- like they don't have plans to go to uni. You don't need to like plan to go to uni. If you've got your A levels under your belt, then you can go to uni whenever you want. You could let you go to uni when you're like twenty six. I mean, there's like fifty year olds still going to uni. I don't know. I feel like uni's like really like you don't have to rush uni. It's always going to be there. Like, go have fun first. I saw this thing on TikTok the other day, and it was like if you don't know what to do after uni go be an au pair, it's the best thing I've ever done. And I was like, that is such a good idea. I've always seen like au pair TikToks. I, I'm, I'm on au pair talk for some reason. I have the weirdest for you page at the minute, but there's this girl and she nannies slash au pairs, this like girl in New York, this little girl. And I was like, that is such a cool life. Like au pairing is just such like such a cool thing. Like you can literally move country, move across the world, live for free in someone's house and all you have to really do is like make the kids breakfast and bring them to school and you've got the like rest of the day free. 
I think that'd be so fun. I mean, I've heard kind of like nightmare stories about it where you like go and like the, the host family are wankers and like they're really not nice to you and that would be really, really scary because you have to live with them. But like if it went well, it could be incredible. Like I am considering if this whole thing goes to shit, I may move to New York or Australia and au pair some like really rich family and live for free in their mansion. And like, I don't really like kids, but I can maybe learn to like them. I think it'd be a really fun job. If you're really thinking like, oh, I don't know what to do, go be an au pair. <laughs> Not me like, like I sound like I'm sponsored by being an au pair, but um, I just, I thought that was a really fun idea. Like there's so much stuff you can do. Like I always see, sh- I'm on chalet girl talk. I, I kind of wanted to be a chalet girl after I watched that movie, chalet girl. It's such a good movie. Love that. Love Ed Westwick. But yeah, no, I, I see like chalet girl TikToks all the time. I mean, I don't know if I could be a chalet girl. Because, you know, like, they go crazy. Like, they go out the night before, like, chalet people, chalet girls and boys. And then they have to wake up at 6 a.m. to make you breakfast. Mm, That's not a bit of me. You guys know I could not do that. I'm super proud of myself for making it to this podcast recording. It was at 2 p.m. And I, I, like, in my head, I'm like, wow, that is amazing accomplishment from you, Olivia. Pat yourself on the back for making it to this meeting at 2 p.m. So I don't think I'm, I'm going to be a chalet girl, actually. I don't think that's for me. I also don't like skiing, so I don't know why I would be a chalet girl. But you could be if you like skiing and you like waking up early when you're hungover. That could be the job for you. There's so much fun stuff you can do instead of going to uni. Like, you do not need to go to uni. And also, you can do, like, you don't have to go to uni for your career either. There's lots of different ways of doing it these days. But I feel like my school did not promote in any way, at, like, anything other than uni. Like, I, I I, think I was, like, one of the only people in my year who didn't do UCAS because... Well, I didn't do UCAS because I wanted to be a pilot, but I genuinely think I was the only one. And, like, whenever, like... Because we had, like, UCAS... What do you call it? Like, mentor kind of things. It was basically just got a teacher who, like, helped you do your UCAS. And, like, whenever I told her I wasn't doing UCAS, she was, like, flabbergasted. She was like, what the fuck? You're, like, the only person not doing UCAS. I just feel like it's, like, really pushed in my school to go to uni. So it's, like, if you, like, don't want to, you're you're kind of a bit lost. They don't really give you any alternative routes. But there are alternative routes. I don't really know them all, but you should definitely look them up. I'm, I'm not that, like, well-knowledged on the alternative routes, but there's so many, and you can do so many more fun things. My sister, she went to uni hated it so much she stayed for two months she like literally developed anxiety I don't think she even had anxiety before she went to uni but she just hated it so much she like wasn't ready she was 18 which is like I know it's like very normal to go to uni when you're 18 but like my sister like was not ready at all she got really bad anxiety she dropped out after I think two or three months and then she went traveling like around Asia and then she moved to Australia and lived there for two years. She worked in a bar one year, like, loved it, lived in Melbourne, like, made so many cool friends, like, literally lived in, like, hostels and stuff. And then she went and did farm work for a year there and then travelled around Asia more and then came back home and now has gone to uni. And then, like, now, like, she's, like, ready to go. She knows kind of what she wants to do in life. So, like, the degree she chose was more, like, I don't know, she enjoyed it more, whereas I feel like Choosing a degree at 18 is crazy. You choose at 17, don't you? Like, that's crazy. When you're choosing your A-levels, you basically, like, need to choose your degree. Like, how can you, at 17 years old, pick a path? And then, yeah, then you have to kind of, like, stick by it. I mean, you don't have to stick by it. But, yeah, I just think it's it's a very intense thing. And we don't really talk about how intense it is. And I think if you're going to uni this year, give yourself a real pat on the back because it's fucking scary. And I don't think I could. But, yeah, my sister, like, took time on it. She, like, did things she wanted to do in life because, like, it is – I mean, you can, but it is harder to have those experiences after uni because after uni, you're ridiculously in debt and you need to get a job immediately. 
so it's harder to do those like life experiences so like taking a few years or and like find finding yourself have a gap yeah um can be really helpful and then you can actually pick your degree according on what you want to do in life instead of something you're like pressured into doing in school Okay, I feel like that is kind of all the advice I can give you. I just think you're you're more than a letter on a piece of paper. Like, it does not define you. Do not stress out about it. I know it's easier said than done, but, like, honestly, like, nothing matters in the world. Like, we are literally on a floating rock. I'm very much in that mentality right now. I think I had, a, like, very high-strung emotions for about two weeks, and now I feel, like, numb. Don't, I, that's what always happens with me. Like, I stress out so much about things, and then all of a sudden I just, like... I can't be bothered to stress anymore but like I really just think like there isn't you're not gonna do anything it's completely out of your control now don't stress about it there are so many other options you could go be an au pair with me let's go be au pairs together if your results day doesn't go to plan anyway I'm gonna head off now I'm actually going to Belfast tomorrow going back home this is kind of weird actually it feels kind of like deja vu like two years ago this time of year, I was also going back to Belfast to get my results. But yeah, I'm going back to Belfast for the week. I cannot wait to see everyone. All my friends from school are there. I, I, I'm really bad at like keeping in contact with people in Belfast. And like so sometimes, well, I'm, I'm bad at keeping in contact with everyone. But sometimes I feel like the people in Belfast probably take it personally and think that I'm still in contact with everyone from London. Like I literally cannot reply to like anyone. Down, like I couldn't reply to a friend on the street in London. Like I'm so bad at replying to anyone. But... Because of that, I feel like the only time I actually get to properly chat to them is whenever I go back to Belfast. So I'm really, really excited to spend time with them and my family. And I cannot wait. And I'm going to be there for like like five days. So I'm sure a lot of shit will go down. And I can update you on it in next week's podcast. But if you're getting any results, the best of luck to you. I'm sending all the good vibes your way. I'm sure you'll do amazing. And if not, who cares? So many more fun things we can do than uni uni kind of like it sounds like it sucks everyone's always like uni is the best years of your life i'm like well that's a lie because also everyone said school is best years of your life and i like didn't really enjoy school so everyone's lying to you essentially but anyway i hope you enjoyed and i will see you guys next week bye love you inner monologue is a spotify original podcast produced by spirit studios with raymond tanner as my producer make sure to follow inner monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to dm me your questions for next week lots of love olivia